Blog Talk Radio. talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. I have an opinion, the number to call 646-727-3070-646-727-3070. You can listen to the show at blogtalkradio.com slash begin. Get a message to the show. Echo for again, G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. You can hit us, that's on Twitter. You can hit me up on Twitter at G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T, go for it, can Hit me up there. We'll talk sport. Have a good time doing it. Great show lined up for you today. Expect to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. Willie's a, uh, he's a LeBron lover. Uh, that's his guy. You know, he's a LeBron lover. So we're going to get his take on, on, on LeBron losing finals number four. Two for four. Two out of four. LeBron James, two and four in NBA Finals play. It is what it is, and uh, you know, here's the thing. And, and uh, before we get to that, you know, as we go throughout the course, we're going to talk these NBA Finals, of course. Um, we're, we're going to talk a little Pablo Sandoval, you know, get doing his business and, and Instagram, and at the same time during a baseball game. Um, tell you why that may not be the biggest of deals. Um, also, we're going to talk that. Um, we're also going to talk uh, NBA Finals, of course, and we're going to get through all that, talk sports, have a lot of fun doing it. Let's get right down to business. NBA Finals, it ended Tuesday night. I was hoping, man, I was hoping that I wouldn't be here tonight, that I would be watching the NBA Finals Game 7. I was rooting for Game 7 bad, man. I, I really was. I was hoping for Game 7 like no other. Because, you know, here's the thing, man. I mean, that was such an epic series. It, it was such a great series. The series was a lot of compelling stuff. I mean, LeBron James and him just playing absolutely lights out, him being a, a, a an absolute machine, him just dominating and, and you know, playing big-time minutes, doing big-time things. I mean, averaging 35 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists in these finals. I mean, that was an incredible display. I mean, he was a one-man wrecking crew. You know, uh, granted, his shooting percentage wasn't that great, wasn't all that efficient, but who cares? I mean, the reality is he had to do a whole bunch just to keep the Cavs in the game. And I said he had to be extra superhuman. To me, he was superhuman. 35-13-8 is superhuman. But he had to be extra superhuman. So maybe that 35 maybe needed to be 37-38. Maybe that 39% maybe needed to be 41, 42. Maybe those eight assists needed to be 10. But he needed to be extra special if the Cavaliers wanted to win this series or had any hope of winning this series. Golden State was the deeper team. They were the better basketball team. And it took time for that to show. It took about five games to see. That Golden State was true. I mean, we knew they were the better basketball team, but it, it, they had to show. And ultimately, they came back in game four after being down 2-1. After losing game three, they came back in game four. 
dominant performance by that ball club. Steve Kerr made the switch in Iguodala, who ended up being the MVP of the finals. The right call, by the way. In Iguodala, out Bogut, and it just changed everything. Golden State became a faster basketball team, became a more athletic basketball team. Granted, they became a smaller basketball team, but it worked to their advantage. Even though Timothy Timothy Moskov put up numbers, you know, and he, he made things happen, the reality is they were better off. Golden State was better off. And because and I look at game four, Moskov, you know, LeBron was trying to feed him. Thompson, LeBron was trying to feed him. And I felt like it took them out of the flow of their ball game. Game number five, they went small. Moskov started, but ultimately they went small. And for majority of the game, they were in that game. I mean, they hit that LeBron hit that three. They were one in that fourth quarter. Then Steph Curry, Golden State went crazy. And the rest is history. Game five, I mean, game six. Um, even though, again, Mozgov had an impact, you know, LeBron was deferring a lot. And, and here's the thing about LeBron James. I mean, he, at that point, he was spent. He, he was pretty much done, it seemed, after, well, he had a good five, game five. And had, I mean, numbers-wise, he had a good game six, but you kept wondering, wanting him. In, and I know he was shot the ball 33 times, but it was almost like he had to be even more aggressive because everybody was done. Delhi was done. J.R. Smith, he can be 0 for 10. He can be 10 for 10. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation when you have a J.R. Smith. That's the guy, that's, that's who you're dealing with. He's up and down. When he's good, he's good. And when he's bad, he can be absolutely bad. And 2 for 12 in game. What was that game number four? You know, that, that's, that's bad. That's bad. And we didn't really see a lot of good J.R. Smith. We saw a lot of bad in this series. And J.R. Smith needed to be good, not bad. He needed to be special. He needed to be good, not bad. And he was bad. And his bad was, uh, uh, you know, one of the reasons that the Cavaliers lost. And here's the thing. I, I, you know what? When it's all said and done, I think we might see this thing again. I mean, I, I mean, at least the cap from the Cavaliers' standpoint, Cavaliers are definitely going to be there next year, barring anything crazy, because we saw even without their two best players, they were still able to navigate through the Eastern Conference and ultimately get to the NBA Finals. That's what we saw. Now, who else? I mean, Chicago's still going to be there, but they got a, a, a coach, Fred Hoiberg, never coached on the NBA level. But, you know, Chicago's going to be there. Um, you know, Washington's still going to be there. Uh, Atlanta, you know, if they do the right things with free agency and everything, they're still probably going to be there. And, of course, there's going to be some team that comes out of nowhere and surprises you. It always happens. Like Atlanta, 60 wins. That was a surprise. And out west, Golden State, you know, obviously, if you're the Golden State Warriors, you got a lot that you're going to run into. I mean, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook are back. That's an issue. That's going to be a problem. Houston Rockets, going to be a year better. They're going to definitely be a year better. Um, you, you got uh, with the Rockets being a year better. You got 
Okay, see me in a year better, San Antonio. You know, the, granted, they're getting they're getting some age. They're getting some age, but they're a year better. They're most definitely. I mean, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard if they resign him, and I think that's going to be uh, that's going to happen. But I still have faith in in Popovich, and who knows? Especially if they can do something in this free agency period, who knows? Maybe they get a Lamarcus Aldridge. Who knows? But they're going to be still there. I mean, Portland, if Aldridge stays, and you know, West Matthews, and they get healthy. They're going to be there. Grizzlies are going to be there. I mean, a lot of these in a Western Conference are still going to be there. Golden State's still going to have a tough road, and they were very fortunate this year. Clippers are still going to be there as well. But they were very fortunate this year that a lot of things went their way. They were, at the end of the day, 67 wins, what, 83 wins in all, third highest total in NBA history, which is impressive, which is impressive. But this is a team, obviously, we know, how much they benefited from injuries from other teams. But to their credit, they were healthy. They, they, they stayed the course and they stayed healthy. And, and health is the reason why they hoisted that trophy. Health is the reason why they had their parade today. Health is the reason why they won the amount of games that they won, 83 basketball games. Health. And the thing about it, Everybody around the ones that wasn't healthy, and that's not their fault. Because the part of winning a championship is health. You need health on your side to win an NBA title. You need health on your side to win a Super Bowl. You need health on your side to win a World Series title. You need health on your side to hoist that Stanley Cup. Health is important. Without it, you're in trouble. And Cleveland, their health. It just it just wasn't there. You can't. Cleveland was just undermanned, and you know David Blatt and people complained about David Blatt. Well, he he didn't play Miles Golf all those minutes. He played Miles Golf a bunch of minutes in game uh, number four. And Miles Golf dominated. He, came, he didn't only play what nine minutes in game number five. I mean, it's not like he didn't start Miles Golf. He went to the bench. He went small, and that small kept him in the game. For most of the game, granted, ultimately Golden State took over at the end. But again, that wasn't a bad move. I mean, a lot of people can criticize David Blatt for that, and it's easy to do. But when you look at it, that was a competitive basketball game for a long time. I mean, the, the score did not indicate how close that game truly was, and ultimately, uh, uh, Golden State went off. Steph Curry went off, went crazy, seventeen big points in that fourth quarter, and ultimately. The Golden State Warriors were able to win. But you look at it, that game, and you can, you can, you can blame Blatt for that. Well, you say you didn't play Mom's Cup, but they were close. David Blatt did whatever he could to get this team. He took this team as far as it can take them. You know, and you can't expect a team without love, without Irving. I mean, for them to even get to the NBA Finals is a huge feat. You're, uh, Kyrie Irving barely played against the Hawks. Barely played in that series, and they still got the sweep. Love didn't play at all, obviously. Did not play at all. And they were still able to get to the NBA Finals, which is a huge feat. And and and, and kudos to David Blatt. And, and, there's a good possibility he couldn't be, he may not be back next season. 
because of some of the issues with him and LeBron. LeBron not necessarily respecting him. Mark Stein, ESPN, talking about he's never seen such disrespect by a superstar to his coach since he's been around. He's covered the league for a long time. <clears throat> so you hear that, and you say, what's the future of David Black? And we'll get to that as we go on. But I, I, I just look at the effort, and I look at this series, and at the end of the day, here's the point-blank bottom line. And you can almost say last year was similar on some respect. From this standpoint, top to bottom, San Antonio was the better basketball team. Miami was banged up with Dwayne Wade not being uh, being a shell of himself. He was a shell of himself. And, and so LeBron got something from Bosch, but it, it was pretty LeBron, pretty much LeBron's show. San Antonio was just too good, too better than the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, not the Cavaliers, the Heat last season. This year, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors, too much, too better. And, and that they were too much and too better because – Kyrie Irving was in the suit. Kevin Love was in the suit. You can't have that kind of star power in a suit and expect to beat the Golden State Warriors. What happens now? Well, obviously the Golden State Warriors. Again, they're going to have a they're going to have a tough road. But I think Cleveland's road to the finals obviously is easier because they're in the Eastern Conference. But next year is going to be fun. Cleveland has some pieces and, and some things they need to do. They got to figure out what's going to happen with Love. LeBron can opt out as well. Kevin Love can opt out. Tristan Thompson's restricted free agent. You got to figure out what you're going to do with Della Vadova, uh, Shumpert, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith has a player option that he can exercise. So there, there's some things that they got to figure out moving forward with Cleveland. But, you know, obviously their bench has to get a little better. And it's tough because obviously you didn't expect to be relying on James Jones, Mike Miller, and Sean Marion. And I don't think you expected to rely on those guys. And if you had health, those guys, you know, maybe James Jones gets minutes, but Mike Miller gets no minutes. Obviously, Sean Marion didn't get any minutes. Perk didn't get no minutes. Or Brendan Hayward didn't get no minutes. But anyway, you obviously didn't expect to get that deep into your bench. You really didn't because you lost two players. Two players. So you were a team that could go eight deep, you know, eight deep with uh, J.R. Smith, you know, obviously, you were an eight. You were, you were a team that can go eight deep. Della Vadova was coming off your bench. J.R. Smith was coming off your bench. You know, you you had those guys coming off your bench and giving you quality, big time minutes. Obviously, the Cavaliers. It's going to cost them this off season if they want to. You know, obviously, Tristan Thompson, who they offer four years, fifty two million in the off season, he's going to get paid. <clears throat> And it's going to be a near max deal. It's not a max deal. And with Rich Paul, who, you know, LeBron's boy, and a part of LeBron's situation, Rich Paul, obviously he's going to get the best possible deal for uh, uh, Tristan Thompson. And LeBron is pretty much, this is his team. You know, Dan Gilbert's the owner. David Blatt's the coach. David Griffin's the GM. But this is LeBron's team. Bottom line, point blank. This is his team. So whatever... It's going to happen whether David Blatt is gone, uh, whether Tristan Thompson is not given the money that he wants. That's, you know, LeBron's going to determine that. If LeBron James, and he's not going to open, he may not openly say it, but if LeBron James says, 
that he does not want David Blatt as the coach, well, David Blatt won't be the coach. And, again, Kevin Love, if if he opts out and David Griffin expects him to do so, he's going to get max money. Tristan Thompson's going to get near max money. Um, obviously, LeBron James is going to get the max. Kyrie Irving is at the max. You can't pay everybody. I mean, obviously, your luxury tax number is going to be huge. You're going to have to pay the luxury tax. Dan Gilbert has the money. And, you know, he's obviously going to have the attendance. So, you know, that's something they're going to have to figure out. But, you know, they're obviously going to have to pay. And that's that's what happens with success. When you have success, you got to pay. But if they can bring back the gang and add somebody else, who knows, maybe a Mo Williams is a guy that, you know, they they still got some exemptions out there. Maybe Mo Williams is a guy. Mo Williams would fit perfectly in Cleveland. I mean, you know, he, he thrived with LeBron James um, last year. Well, not last year. Uh, the last time they were together, back in 2010. He thrived with LeBron James. And, you know, it, it, it's not very hard to thrive under LeBron James, as we've seen. Heck, he, he single-handedly got two wins in the NBA Finals against the 67-win team, against the 83-win team altogether. But Mo Williams, you know, he can put up – Mo Williams can fill it up. And obviously, playing with LeBron James, he can fill it up even more. So, I mean, and that would be great. You know, a guy that they can bring off their bench, you know, to, to, you know, maybe limit Kyrie Irving's minutes during that regular season, even at times in the playoffs. Because Kyrie Irving, as we've seen throughout the course of his career, and here's the thing, here's the thing. Next year, this is something they're going to have to figure out, but next year, you know, and, and I'm not saying this is why, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love went down, but these guys, I've never tasted the playoffs, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. <clears throat> Next year, they have to to train their body and prepare their body for 100 games. Prepare their body for 100 games. Bottom line, you got to prepare that body for 100 games. I mean, you look at the Golden State Warriors. You know, play 82 games. 86, swept Pelicans, 92, beat the Grizzlies in six, 98, beat the Rockets in six, and then 104, beat the Cavaliers in uh, in six. So the Golden State Warriors played 104 basketball games, a lot of basketball games, a lot of wear and tear on your body for nine months. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body. It's a lot of basketball games. 104 basketball games. Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving have to now figure out and say to themselves, I have to train my body and do what I have to do, you know, nutrition, you know, whether it's my nutrition and, you know, my training habits. And I'm not questioning their training habits or their nutrition at this point, not at all. But I have to figure out what I need to do in order to play 104 games. I mean, you look at LeBron James, you know, this dude is the wear and tear on his body over these last five years. 
I mean, if you're you're, you're going, <clears throat> including in that some Olympics. So if if you're playing that amount of basketball over that amount of time, I mean, that's a lot of wear and tear on your body. But he's trained. He he knows what it takes mentally. He knows what it takes physically. And so those guys, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, guys again who never tasted the playoffs, don't know what that tastes like. Uh, Kevin Love barely uh, tasted it this year, and Kyrie tasted it and tasted the NBA Finals. But he, he, we need a, the, the Cavaliers needed Kyrie Irving to taste a little more of those NBA Finals. They did. That's what they needed. And, and so those guys in this offseason have to figure out what they need to do uh, to get themselves health-wise in the best possible position, the best possible shape, so they may uh, be able to play 100-plus games. That's what they need to do, 100-plus games. It's not easy. It takes a lot. But those boys are going to have to do it if they want to be around. And, and if they ultimately they want to win a chip, you want to win a chip, this is what it takes to win a chip. It ain't easy. It's a grind. And let's see if the Golden State Warriors can, can regrind and get back to the NBA Finals. We see if the Cavaliers can regrind as well and get back to the NBA Finals, and we see ultimately if those boys, Kyrie and Kevin Love, can stay healthy, if they've been back in the Cavaliers uniform, meaning Kevin Love. But if, you know, if he's healthy and, and then if Kyrie can stay healthy, obviously, Kevin, obviously if those guys are healthy, it's a much different series. That, that for sure we can say. But they weren't, and it is what it is. Pablo Sandoval, we're going to get back to the NBA Finals. Uh, David Blatt in that situation with LeBron James, we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, LeBron James and his NBA Finals performance, or the performance that was Pablo Sandoval. You know, I talked about this earlier. I mean, Pablo, um, he had some issues. Not many, not big-time issues. But uh, Pablo Sandoval, he, he returned to the clubhouse during the game. You know, during the game, he was benched Thursday by the, uh, the Red Sox for uh, using Instagram, pressing like on a picture on Instagram, a woman's photograph on Instagram. He got caught. He got caught. Pablo said, you know what, I used my cell phone after going to the clubhouse to use the bathroom. So he was using the bathroom in the clubhouse. And while he was using the bathroom in the clubhouse, um, he jumped on Instagram. And in the process of jumping on Instagram, he saw a photo. Obviously, the girl was, is cute. And he pressed liked. And now it's, 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 called, it's spread like wildfire. But here's the thing. <clears throat> is it really the end of the world? Obviously, this is a thing where perception and reality uh, uh, play uh, play a big role here. Perception is, you know, you, you're on your phone during a ball game. You're on Instagram. Where's your focus? Why 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 are you not uh, on folk? Why are you not focused? Why are you not looking at scouting report on a game on your phone? Why are you not doing something uh, that you you know? Why are you not focused on the game? That's what perception. The reality is, is he really hurting anybody by clicking like on a photo? While he's using the John, probably not. I mean, I, I, you know, we all, I know, when I'm on the toilet in the bathroom, I got my phone in my hand. You know, I'm, I'm looking around social media. I'm on various websites while I'm on the, while I'm on the toilet, for sure. 
And I think we all do it. You know, we're at their job, our jobs. You know, we're on the toilet, and, and you know, you, you, you sneak off. and Not sneak up, but you go to the bathroom while you're on the toilet. You're probably on it. You might be on Instagram. You might be on Twitter, Facebook. You might be liking photos, you know, commenting on this, that, and what have you. The thing that Pablo did that where he went wrong is it's one thing to look. It's another to press like. You just look. Who knows? You press like. We all know. And now you get benched. Now you got to tell the world that you bleeped up. He said, quote, I bleeped up. I bleeped up. I bleeped up. I made a mistake. I learned from that. I'm a human being. I made a mistake. So I apologize to my teammates, to the team, to the organization, the fan support. The thing is that I pushed the like button at the wrong time. I hit, I hit a like. I was in the bathroom. I pushed it at the wrong time. I just grabbed my phone and checked it. He went on to say, it was the first time. Probably not. He's probably been on there looking all the time. Maybe the first time he pressed like. But he's probably definitely done it before. He just got caught pressing like. So I take the mistake and learn from that. I move forward to try not to do it anymore. It's one thing. I let my teammates down. It ain't going to happen no more, so I learn from that. I take the punishment, he said. When you grow up, you learn from a lot of things. You grow up every single day in your life. You learn from that. It's their decisions to make. I broke team rules. I should be punished. And obviously baseball, they're, they're looking at it. And maybe, and it was a, I, think, I think football, or I think it'd be one of them. There was like I know it's like a certain time, um, be a certain time where you there's a there's a time before the game where you have to stop tweeting and you know social media in general, and you know you know you gotta you gotta be smart. You gotta be smart, and you can't press like. You can look. But you can't like, and and hopefully Pablo Sandoval learns from that. Again, not the end of the world. Again, not a big deal. We've seen instances of, of this. You know, you got what was that? The NL, what was that? NCS. Uh, uh, Ricky Henderson and Bobby Bonilla playing cards, and uh, I mean, you know, we we've seen worse. I mean, you, you got even the Red Sox in their own clubhouse. Remember many moons ago where where they were eating chicken in the clubhouse and. You know, you know, having a good old time drinking brew, chicken and beer, baby, chicken and beer. They were eating chicken and drinking on some beer, washing it down with a brew. So, end of the world, no. Really that big of a deal? No, not really. Um, but again, moving forward, Pablo Sandoval, you got to be smarter. You can still go on your, your Instagram and your yeah, I know you privatized your Instagram, but you still can go on your Instagram and your your, your Facebook and, and your Twitter and anything else you got, Snapchat, so on and so forth. But please, don't press like, don't comment, just watch, look, and learn. Just watch and look. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. And the thing is, you... You, you, you got to realize, 
you've got to realize that people are watching. You've got to realize people are watching. But most of us are addicted to our phones. The world is addicted to their phones. You know, we, we uh, me and my wife, we, we pay attention to it. We look around, and we see people pressing buttons, looking down. No one's looking up. Everybody's looking down. Everybody's looking down. Everybody got their iPhone, Samsung, everything. Everybody's looking down. No one's looking up. And, you know, we we looking down, it's hard to pay attention looking down. You need to be looking up. Your head on a swivel. But everybody's not paying attention. Everybody's consumed with on their social media. You know, everybody, you just look. Everybody assumes, you know, they just assume. Everybody assumes things. Everybody has ideas about things. But the thing is, you know, Pablo Sandoval, just like many Americans, are addicted to their phones. <laughs> They're addicted to their phones. And uh, Pablo Sandoval is addicted to his phone. You're probably addicted to your phone. And in the process of being addicted to your phone, you're going on various websites that you have no business being on during a game. Well, check that. Check that. You you could be on those websites. You can be on social media. Just don't get caught. Just don't like anything. Just don't comment on nothing. Don't be stupid. Don't comment on anything. Don't like anything. Don't be dumb. You set yourself up every time when you press like. And, and you know, maybe the girl was just, you know, he was just so excited about what he saw. Maybe he was so intoxicated by her look that he just had the press like. I had to do it. Couldn't resist it. He had to do it. He had to press like. Couldn't help himself. Could not help himself. (laughs) I I mean, he didn't say that, but uh, obviously, if you're going to be willing to do that, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And he got himself in trouble. Bottom line, point blank. And now he's got to pay for it. Oh, well. Let's go back to the NBA Finals and LeBron James, and, and, you know, interesting comments by Steve Kerr. Um, you know, Steve, Scotty Pippen came out, I think it was last year, and, and talked about, you know, LeBron James being more like Scotty, more uh, being better than Michael Jordan. Scotty Pippen said uh, uh, LeBron James was better than Michael Jordan. That's what he said, better than him. And Steve Kerr, and he said this back in 2011, and I'm just bringing up these comments now because I'm just looking back on those comments and how true they truly are. You know, he said this, you know, at the time, back in 2011, and Scott, that's when Scottie Pippen talked about LeBron James and him being, you know, better than Michael Jordan. And Scotty, uh, Steve Kerr at the time said, quote, the irony to me is that LeBron is not Michael Jordan. He's actually Scotty. Um, 
he's so similar to Scotty in that he defensively, he's just a monster, could guard anybody, really more of a point forward than a scoring point. Scotty always loved to distribute the ball. That's really when Le- what, where LeBron's preference is. And he went on to say Phil Jackson used to call Scotty sometimes a shooter. Sometimes they would go in, sometimes they wouldn't. That's how it is with LeBron James, a great talent, a great player, but you can see his flaws as a basketball player. He doesn't have an offensive game that he can rely on, no low post game, no mid-range game, no mid-range jump shot. So when the game really gets tough, he has a hard time finding easy basket and getting himself going. That's what Michael did in his sleep. That's why the comparison is so wrong. And, and I, you know, you look at those quotes, those comments, and that was from four years ago. And, and you look at them now, and they ring so true. Because here's the thing. LeBron James isn't comfortable shooting the rock 30-plus times a game. He's not comfortable doing that. That's not his game, not his game at all. And and so LeBron James is a do-it-all type of guy. He's a facilitator, and he loves to facilitate just as much as he loves to score, even more so. But, you know, LeBron James took 196 field goal attempts. I mean, he shot the ball 196 times. That's a lot of times. But he had to do it. That's an average of 32 shots a game. 32 shots a game. That's a lot of shots. A lot of them. And before we continue on that, we're going to bring in a LeBron James lover. We're going to bring in a guy who loves LeBron James like no other. You almost think sometimes that LeBron James is this man's son. We're going to bring him in now, Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. Willie. Yes. <laughs> How you doing? You know, I'm doing good. You know, I was glad to close out game. I was traveling. I went to New Orleans and – um Got my ring of honor ring, beautiful ring, very, very nice ring. Paul, I have to show it to you. Uh, me and my business partner have some stuff coming out, Paul. It's going to be exciting here in the next few months, and I will uh, let you and the listeners know about that when we get closer to launching something for sports, for the real sports fans. And um, okay. it's kind of something for your car or your wall. So we're excited about it, and um, we met with some teams, and Went down to LSU and met with them and Louisiana Tech, my old university. But um, the good thing I have to say about the final game, I was traveling and I did not get to watch it. <laughs> so I did not get to watch LeBron James have to go out and carry that team on his back. And, and, and what, they, what, they, what they started to understand was if they get, if it were done, just the same thing that happened with Kawhi Leonard. It's similar to the series. Kawhi Leonard turned it on with them, uh, with San Antonio and played LeBron to pretty much a standstill. You know, then, then if they sit down the other guys, then, 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 then San Antonio took over the game, and they shot better. Well, when Iguodala started playing a lot better in that series, Carl, uh, and then the other guys started getting hot. Grady started playing better. Barnes finally started playing and had decent games. Well, the Cavs didn't have anybody that, that can go, that, that can match up with all those guys. So the Barnes got a little, you know, those first couple of games, Devin Jones playing out of his mind. 
And then he came back to earth. And they're in the right place or just what they are. That's what they are. Josh Smith had an excellent year when he got traded, but Josh Smith is a role player. He ain't meant to be a star player. He's a role player. Supple is an excellent player, but now you, 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 they're role players. They aren't meant to be Kylie Irving and Kevin Love. And once those guys realized that Green was the people's role player, he saw that he was more than a role player because he wanted to get paid like a, like a, a starter player. Those guys were role players with the ball trying to get them to beat a team that was deep that had some very good players. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to Golden State. I'm not telling you if they went from Golden State. But everybody knows LeBron was way under man. And I think I think LeBron earned a lot of respect the way he conducted himself and the way he played in that series. Uh, uh, no, nobody, you know, maybe we thought they were going to make it. With Kyrie and the other guy got hurt, nobody thought they would play like they did at the beginning of that season, the beginning of that series. And, uh, you know, I know they couldn't carry to the end, but my hat's off to how hard Christian played, and they represented, they represented that franchise well. Would you not agree, Paul? Definitely. I mean, here's the thing. You you said it right. I mean, at the end of the day, when, when guys like Kevin Love and, and Kyrie Irving go down, you now put guys in positions that they're not meant to be in. You know, J.R. Smith and, and Shumpert and, and Della Vadova, those guys aren't meant to be in that position they were in, and, and they had to do it. They had no choice. The reality is, and also you look at LeBron James, he shot the ball thirty on average 32 times a game, you know, had 196 shots in six games. I mean, that's a lot of shots, and that's not his game. That's just not his game. He's, he's a facilitator. He's a do-it-all type of guy, but he's not a pure scorer. He's not. He's not. He does not want to shoot the ball that many times. He's not. That's not his game. He's not. Well, he's a facilitator. He takes big shots. When he never takes a big shot, he'll take a big shot. He's a facilitator. He gets everybody involved. Then he gets, then he picks his spots and just goes. Now, sometimes he'll have a hot quarter early in the game or late in the game. He'll take over and have a hot quarter. But he's not a guy that facilitator wants to take those volume shots throughout the course of the day. That's not his game. Now you do see LeBron James had the place from the one all the way down to the five in that series when it was small ball. And uh, right. for him to be, you know, LeBron, he, he just, there are a lot of them athletes that size. You know, when he said LeBron, he's just great athlete right now. Yeah. Because LeBron, if you really look at it all, he's really a big tight end. He's really a football player playing basketball. LeBron is built like a football player. I mean, he's big. If LeBron was playing football, he would be a prototypical tight end slash receiver, you know, you know, a, you know, kind of that fashion of tight end. But LeBron is like a big version of a prototypical, you know, like a Jonathan Ogden tackle or a two-tall Jones tight end type guy. He's, not, he's really not built like a basketball player. But, I mean, he's just so athletic and so big. He can get away with it. And, I mean, and, and, and his skill, he's, he's more skilled, I would say, maybe to be a basketball player. But to me, if you look at his body, he's more like a football player. And, and you know, you're right. I mean, he, he definitely he, he definitely has uh, – his body is of that of a football – I mean, he's, he's, he's superhuman. I mean, the, the guy is – he plays superhuman. But the thing about it is, in this particular finals, he almost needs to be extra superhuman. And it just was not possible – and, you know, kudos to him because he had a great series. And, and he did everything he could in his power 
to get this team as far as it could. Uh, he could. He took the team as far as he could take this ball club. Golden State was the better team, and it showed him showed itself in the NBA Finals. And to you, and I mean, you're a LeBron guy. You know, you love LeBron James. Legacy. Does this enhance his legacy, or or, or does is this a hit against his legacy? Because now he is two and four in NBA Finals play. You're a LeBron James guy. Does this enhance, or does this hurt, or does it do anything to his legacy? I'm not going to say it enhances his legacy. Obviously, the finals, and everybody will remember it as a loss. So, in the the final, in the final, in in the final, in in the final theory of everything, who's going to remember who was in the lineup and who didn't play and who was there? They're going to remember the LeBron loss in the finals. So, I would say. LeBron's legacy is already set. LeBron needs to he, – the only thing LeBron can do is win a couple more rings. If LeBron can win, they can win a couple more rings. If he can win a few more rings, two or three more rings in Cleveland, he will go down as one of the two or three greatest basketball players of all time. He still needs to win a ring or two in Cleveland, but that will go a long way. Now, you know, it would have been great for him to win one this year and even it up at three and three in the finals. If he can get to where he's – you know, four and four, you know, maybe five and four or around 500, everywhere's a couple in the finals. You know, Michael Jordan was a shooting guard. So they're in a different position like Kobe. You know, he's a shooting guard. But but LeBron, what he's able to do, you have to compare more to Baton Magic, but he does, but he's, but he's, but he's a better all-around player than Magic, and he does, he's not a guard. So, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know when you compare LeBron to well, Brian, you take the big about this. Who do you compare him to? The guy that he led, he led, he led the playoffs in points, assists, rebounds, uh, whatever else. Some of all the teams. I mean, who do you compare him to that can fill up the stat sheet like that? You know, from that position. I mean, look, he's got a different, but he's not a small forward. So I don't, I don't I mean, know who I... you compare him to for what he does. I think, you know, he's almost, and I heard Mark Jackson said this, say this, and I always kind of felt that way as well. He's, he's, in, he's a hybrid. He's, he's Magic and he's Michael. He's, a, he's in between those two guys. He, he passes like Magic. He can run the point. He can run a team like Magic. And he can, he's not, you know, obviously the complete score that Michael Jordan was, but he can score the basketball. So I would think he, I don't think we've seen it. I, I, I think this is a guy, we, we have not seen it. I mean, have you seen a guy who can who can take over a game from every facet? I mean, every facet of the game, whether it's passing, even defense for that matter, whether it's defensively, whether it's rebounding the basketball. I mean, those you know, first three games, he controlled those games. He controlled those he, games. He, he, he did everything. Yep. He did everything. I mean, the only I thing you can really argue about LeBron James is his shooting percentage. I mean, he's sub forty yeah. percent in this finals, but you know, well, again, that's not his game. Paul, it would have been like that if he didn't have to do what he had to do. That was because of the situation. But why be in that situation? He won't be in the situation where he shooting that He was with the Heat. He was shooting in the pit when they won those rings. He was shooting the one fifty in the fifty top of the range. So that was because of the situation. He had he had to do that. Definitely. I mean, he had to do it. He really didn't have any choice in the matter. But what I'm saying is, you know, obviously we haven't, like you said to your point, we haven't seen anybody like LeBron James. 
But let, let me ask you this. When it's all, let me ask you this. If he would have won this series, if the Cavaliers would have won, would you have given him GOAT status? Would you have at least would, – would the conversation have started? For to me, for, to me if he, he would have won that game, won that series, I should say, the conversation would have started in terms of him and being the GOAT. But at this point, I, I don't think you can start the conversation in terms of him and Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, but look, look, look what he had to do. Michael Jordan always showed Scottie Pippen with it. Scottie Pippen was sure. Michael Jordan never won a ring without Scottie Pippen beside him. He always won the top 50 player of all time. LeBron didn't have that in this series. No, LeBron didn't have a guy that could put the ball in the basket. If LeBron had one, I'm just trying to say this. If LeBron had Kyrie Irving for the series, I think, I think they have a chance to win the series. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say he's got Kevin If he has Kyrie in that series, I'm saying he's going to win all the time game one and he's going to win that game. If I'm going to win that series, we won't be sure. So if Kyrie Irving is in that series, I think they, I think they win that series. Because, well, well, Kyrie did play the first game and then he got hurt. And before we the whole time or in old time, but I'm saying if Kyrie gets to play the whole series, I think we. I think you're the best. I think, I think you're the. We got a. You're the bad sell area. What'd you say? I was having a hard time hearing you. I think you were in a bad sell area. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I can hear you a little yeah. better now. Yeah. I should. I should. I should have told you. It's no, no, no doubt. If, if Kyrie Irving was was there, I mean, it would at least won seven, and they possibly could have won that series. I mean, it, it just you know, Cleveland did everything they could do. They, you know, they, they they took it as far as they can. And, and for those, in my opinion, I know a lot of people have been highly critical of David Blatt. You know, criticizing him. Uh, you know, Miles Golf. He had a big game four. Didn't play much in game five. You know, and, and some well, situations. Thanks for playing, Paul. I don't know if you should have played Sean, man. should have won a little bit of a bitch. What do you feel about that? Say it again? A lot of people say Sean won a little bit of a bitch. Maybe he played Sean, man, a little bit more. Maybe he should have played some guy on a bitch a little more. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, you know, Sean Marion, I mean, Mike Miller. I mean, maybe Mike Miller because Mike Miller can stroke it. I don't really know how much Sean Marion. I think if Sean Marion could give you something, he would have played. You know, I don't. I don't. I, I think you know they, they took it as far as they could. You know, they won seven guys. They did the seven deep, and you know that those were the guys who deserved to be on the basketball court. I don't think Sean Marion would have made a difference. Um, I don't know how. I mean, Mike Miller was on the court for a little bit, but he didn't make really much of a difference. So. Uh, I can't blame David Blatt for that. I mean, those guys didn't, wouldn't have made much of a difference. They, he got as much out of that team as he could. You know, and, you know, whether he's back next year, you know, there's talk that possibly he may not be back next year. He's coming you know? back. He's coming back. Question for you, Paul. Do you go back and get J.R. Smith after? I mean, he played great in the regular season. He, he did. He, he, he disappeared a little bit in the finals. And I just didn't like, I didn't like his confidence. Do you go back and sign Terrell Smith, or do you sign a guy that you know has proven has been on that stage, try to sign Danny Green, who started with LeBron in Cleveland? You know, here's the thing with, with, with J.R. Smith. I mean, 
J.R. Smith, he has a player option, so it's up to him whether or not, you know, he wants to opt in or, or yeah, opt out. He's going to opt out. Yeah, so, that, you know, that's his Here's the thing. I mean, I wouldn't break the bank for J.R. Smith, and I can, if I can find an upgrade, I'll definitely get an upgrade. Well, but J.R. Smith. Well, Danny Green might be a little more consistent, but I think J.R. Smith can give you a little more. Here's the thing with J.R. Smith. He's a streaky guy. But, you know, a couple of years, a few years ago, he was a six-man year, you know, won the six-man uh, award, I mean, six-man-a-year award. I mean, he's a guy that can fill it up, and he can. And, and you look at what he did with the Knicks that year. He was one of the big reasons that the Knicks, you know, won 50 games, got to the second round in the, uh, of the playoffs. But, 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 he, but he is getting a lot of Danny Green showing him, correct? Danny Green showing him, right? I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure about that. I can check that. But here's the thing about J.R. Smith. You know, he's a streaky guy, but he played a role – that he shouldn't, he had no business playing. You know, he he had no business playing the role of of uh, you know, he was a, he was pretty much a sec, had to be like a second scorer. That wasn't a role he should have been playing. And Danny Green is two years younger than J.R. Smith, but J.R. Smith was playing a role that he had no business playing. And, and so when you, when guys play roles that they have no business playing, they get exposed. They they get exposed, and he got exposed. But Cleveland, it's going to be interesting what they do next year, you know, in terms we're of Kevin Love. We know this. I know Kevin Love is probably going to opt in. They're going to sign Tristan Thompson back. You know they're going to try to sign. They're going to sign Tristan Thompson back. Uh, they already said the roster today. They're talking about trading, uh, bringing, bringing anyone in this ten million dollar option yeah. and the twenty fourth pick and trying to get a player for him. Uh, so I think that would be a good move. I think I think you even go to the point where next year, where Vanjal gets healthy before the trade deadline, you move Vanjal, you keep Thompson, you keep Lamb, you go get another veteran, and you you sign you you sign Shepard back. You know, like I said, I just can I, I love the way John played in he played big in some games, but you know, in the play, in his body language in the finals. I just didn't, I, I didn't like it. I mean, I did And another thing when I talked to my Paul, LeBron has that six titles or five in a row. LeBron, and remember LeBron took a couple of weeks off this, this last year. LeBron, if, if he gets over 30, he needs, he needs to rest up in the offseason. He doesn't need to play no more in the summertime like he used to as far as the USA team and all that stuff. He's going to have to start resting up more during the course of these years, and he's going to have to start playing less minutes. And they need to start adjusting in that now, just like they did Tim Duncan. They got to find some guy who come off the bench and slow the ball and take the off. That's why Tim Duncan is so productive. He's the oldest guy to do the stuff he's doing in the NBA. Tim Duncan, right at 39, 40 years old, the way he played with he was the best player on the Spurs. The Cavaliers, if they want the ball, the ball can give them another seven, eight, eight years. But he's really going to start cutting those minutes back and reserving that body so he can be playing right in the fourth quarter like we saw Timmy do this year. And and that's got to start now because LeBron's got a lightweight right tear. So if I'm the Cavs, i got to go with these guys where I can work 8, 9 deep, 10 deep, without some blowouts during the regular season. I can start shipping LeBron some of the games throughout the season, like top to shipping some games, and then I want him fresh for the playoffs. But they're going to have to go and get some guys, people up that bench, and get some veteran guys that can help. 
to to make sure you make sure LeBron can, can give you as many quality playoff series as they can because you know in the East they're going to be getting the playoffs every year over the next 70 years. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rofe and, and LeBron lover Willie Rofe. You know, here's the thing. You know, obviously, and I agree with you, LeBron James, Definitely, I, I, you know, maybe that should be every year from this point on. LeBron, you know, take two weeks. Two weeks, you know, maybe in a soft part of the schedule, LeBron James, take two weeks, get your body right, get your mind right, get everything right, because we're we're going to have to play 100-plus games if we want to get to where we want to go. So you you got to get your – and maybe, you know, obviously, you know, you look at Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, these boys never been in the playoffs. So they don't know what it takes to play 100 games, 100-plus games, 100-plus big-time games. You know, and, and you know, all those, obviously the playoff games are all big-time. They're all tough football, uh, basketball games. So those boys don't know what it takes, and those boys have to train their mind, train their body in the offseason to, to, you know, be well, able to play. Well, probably what about the thing that the problem with these guys are, these young guys like Kyrie, just like Kyrie, what they do. These guys have played too much basketball growing up. These guys play year-round, man. They play LSU ball. They play basketball season. They don't play in the Well, what's happening right now is I think that, that why he's going to play the way he is. LeBron is not playing football, so they don't run up and down that basketball court. But guys like Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving play basketball year-round. And they're saying, that's what the commissioner of the NBA is saying, Paul. These guys are playing too much basketball year-round, and that's why these guys are getting worn out by the time they get to the NBA, because these guys are playing way too much basketball between the colleges, the high schools, the AAU. I mean, by the time they're in the sixth, seventh grade, fifth, sixth grade, these guys are playing pretty much basketball year-round. Well, LeBron didn't do that because we know LeBron played football throughout high school. He wasn't playing basketball year-round, so that's the opportunity. But some of these guys are having all these injuries, I uh, Kyrie who pretty much until the last couple of years and then this year has been injury playing uh, since he got to college because all the basketball played growing up. Yeah, and definitely. I mean, like you said, what his college, his only year in college, he missed a bunch of games for Duke. Uh, he played seven games in a year in Duke. His only year yeah. Duke. Yeah. So he, I mean, they, they they obviously those boys have to obviously figure out a way to stay healthy. Uh, for you know, and, and Kevin Love was a freak injury, you know, in, in some respect. So I mean, but at the end of the day, you you got to be able to prepare your body uh, to get. Yeah, but Kevin Love was banged up all year between his back. Remember Kevin Love missed? He was missing games. Yeah. I'm talking a few games. It would be a back. It would be a leg. I mean, he was in and out the lineup this year. So if I Kevin Love, he was in and out the lineup this year. You have a chance to be back on that team. You know, I, I mean, you, I think you lock in for that 20 because in the next second, that part when the salary cap is going to jump up in two more years, it was 16, 17, we're supposed to jump up 30 million. So you lock in in that 20 and you play that year. I think for this reason, he brought his back. Black has a good relationship with Lambs. Black knows how to coach that team. He's a young coach in the NBA. He took the team to the finals. He's going to get better. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I'm saying he's going to get better. So, I think you take her, you bring in some better players, and you got to give up some draft picks. You give up that draft pick, you bring in some more veteran players, you get younger on that pitch, you get rid of Hillary, you get rid of Miller's probably done, maybe you bring James Jones back, Sean Marion's probably done, you swap that bitch, you bring in some good younger players that come off that bitch and give you some good minutes, you sign Shepard back, uh, 